Hello and welcome to the Living With Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Simone Denny, and I'm here to uncover how we find more joy, greater fulfillment and deeper purpose in our lives. I will be sharing my own journey, as well as insights from thought leaders and everyday people who are living with purpose and have created a life they truly love. Today's guest is the beautiful Vanessa Jane. Vanessa is someone I consider a true creative. She's dynamic, wise, and walks to the beat of her own drum. Vanessa has the ability to make other people shine. She dissects out their hidden treasures that reside just below the surface. And through her films and media, she makes people visible. She is a creative strategist, a filmmaker, a spiritual teacher, a somatic body therapist, an NLP practitioner, and a huge list of other attributes that you will discover in our conversation together. So some of the things we will share in our discussion are how Vanessa made up her own job, how she helps people become visible, her journey of shame, how people are attracted to your vibration more than anything else, how to discover your purpose, rediscover your purpose, what is a luminary, why people buy heart resonance, why we have to stop thinking it's all about us, and the importance of purpose, intention, and spirit. So I'm really excited to share Vanessa's wise words and creative inspiration. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Vanessa Jane. Vanessa, thank you so much for joining me today. As you know, I've been following your work for a while and there is a certain magic in your craft um, that I'd love to share and I know we'll get to that part. But before we do, can you share your own personal journey about how you got to where you are now? I call myself a creative strategist and a filmmaker and um, I... um, I work with people. Actually, you know, I, I want to talk about what I'm, what I do now. I'll just tell you the journey to where I came to. So, as I said, I'm a creative strategist and a filmmaker, and that's the work I do today. Um, but my, my, my journey to purpose has been just chaos personified, and and <laughs> heartbreaking, and. Um, frustrating and long and very just all over the place um and I think that's really good to tell people because someone sent me a message the other day saying oh you know what you do sounds amazing and you know the work that the films that you're making the brand films that you're making with people makes it everything sounds so that you know they're so beautiful and their stories are so great and so we all, what it looks like on the outside is such a different story of, of how it was created and how, how it's sort of come together because it was bloody hard and so difficult and I wanted to give up so many times. My, my career trajectory has been all over the place but also... I grew up as an incredibly creatively repressed person. And what I mean by creatively repressed is somebody who can't be who they really want to be. They can't even articulate who it is that they want to be. I couldn't, I couldn't even tap into what I liked, what I wanted to do, who I wanted to be, how I wanted to dress the words I wanted to say, the people, I I couldn't tap into anything. I was so repressed creatively. And we um, as human beings, as you will agree, we are meant to creatively express ourselves in every way. We're meant to just be be this unique individual that we were meant to be. And I know that's such a cliche and everyone talks about this all the time, but it's cliches are born out of truth. They really are. And 
so I was so unhappy, so deeply depressed. I couldn't find my anchor. I couldn't find, but I couldn't sort of work out how I saw the world. And I was so, so depressed as a child and then as a teenager and then even into my 20s. Um, it was just navigating life felt very hard to me and very painful. And I grew up, as, a, as I'm sure a lot of people could appreciate, so sensitive and so attuned to the energies in the world and to um, people's suffering and pain and, and also to joy and to sort of expression. And I could, I could feel all of that in myself and other, and other people. But I grew up in a time when that type of person was very, it, it was just, I don't think parents could, knew how, my parents didn't know how to manage me or how to, to, to talk to me or, or, or I was so unusual and so different and, and they were busy with their lives and trying to raise their children. But I was this child that was needy and, and, and like, and I saw things so deeply and I was always saying, why, why, why is this, why is this, why is that happening? Why does this mean that? And, and to feel people's pain all the time. And so just over time, it was, it was, um, became repressed because it was not encouraged. And in fact, not even not encouraged, but I was really felt to, I really felt that I was made to feel wrong to feel those things. Don't be so sensitive. Don't be so silly. Get over that. You know, don't worry about those people. And, and, and um, you're too sensitive and, and um, you know, you need to be like other people and stop doing that. And all of those things. And it's kind of the accumulation of all of those things. They make you feel like there's something wrong with you. And so therefore it's, it became, who I really was just became someone I needed to, 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 to repress and to put aside and just become like everybody else and not be my, myself. And, and so that became just a pattern of who I became and how I lived in the world. And it was, it, I don't even think it, I was really depressed and sad, but I don't even think, I just thought that that was the way everybody was. I didn't know that you could be any other way. And so that was sort of my whole life. And I repressed this creative, um, interesting, um, expressive, nymph-like, nature-loving, artistic type of person that I really am to become someone who really was chasing what I thought um, I was meant to do. And so I read this book when I was in it, when I was a teenager and it was called, it was the, um, biography of Estee Lauder. And this is like, it was in the eighties. This was, and I read this book and she was a, a like a, a cosmetic, um, uh, I, I guess a cosmetic entrepreneur who started the company Estee Lauder. And so I read this book and I thought, Oh, that's, well, that's who I need to become because she's really powerful and really, you know, like everyone, you know, she's rich and she's powerful and she's, you know, people around me think that I should do something like that. So I became really focused on becoming this really rich, successful businesswoman. And I think that we all have a rhythm inside of us that is like it and it sort of, it's the rhythm of our purpose which is, you know, your area of expertise, there's a rhythm and it's, it's a subtle vibrational rhythm that lives inside of us. And my subtle vibrational rhythm was not Estee Lauder's entrepreneurial empire builder. That's just not who I am. And I, could, I, I would fail all the time at everything I was doing when I was sort of kind of going for that dream because it just wasn't, it, it wasn't my rhythm. It wasn't even close to who I, who I am. And that just set off a whole host of 20 years of should I be, um, what, should I work in finance? Should I be a real estate agent? Should I be a personal trainer? Should I be like what, it, like what you, name a, you name a career and I've probably tried it. So I have more qualifications than 
than I think five people put together. I have so many degrees and so many different things, Latin languages, um, uh, massage therapy, beauty therapy, psychology, um, commerce, um, uh, law. I even went to law school. And all of this was to find what was wrong with me. Like I was like, well, maybe if I do that, that'll sort of, that might, maybe I'll find myself if I do this or try that. And it was all external. So I was all trying to find that out, the sort of that answer from outside. And then I discovered uh, my personal trainer actually took me to a, um, a personal development seminar by a guy called Christopher Howard. And Christopher Howard had a, a model like the Tony Robbins kind of model, big arena type stadiums and, you know, um, a very articulate and, and, and clever um, personal development courses that would help you find your purpose and express that and work through your psychological um, blocks and things like that. And so that kind of set it all off for me um, in personal development. And then um, when I was in, I went to, um, I went to live in Paris when I was in my twenties. And this was sort of the catalyst I think for me. So I went to, I went to live in Paris and Paris being this beautiful, amazing city that so many people are drawn to. It's the city of light. It's the city of culture and fashion and beauty. And I went to live there and I was living in Paris and I was so unhappy. I was so deeply miserable and I thought I'm living in this incredible place and I am so unhappy. How, like, how can this be? This has to be. I'm the common denominator in all of this. There's, it's not environment. It's me. This, but it's not that there's something wrong with me. It's, it's me. There's something I need to see or find or I don't know. So I read this book by Paolo Coelho called The Pilgrimage. It was the first book that he ever wrote, way before The Alchemist. And he did the, the Camino in Spain, which is a, um, a Catholic pilgrimage that um, European Catholics um, do. As, it's, like a, it's like what the Muslims do going to Mecca. Um, and so you, it's an ancient walk um, where it started in Rome, actually, and it goes all the way down through Italy and through France then across the northern Spain to the end of Spain where they believe that that was the end of the earth, right on the edge of Spain. And so I read this book by, by Paolo Coelho and he had done this pilgrimage. And he was part of the Knights Templar, which is one of those Masonic type things. And um, his, his uh, master had um, made it into a journey for him to find his um, treasure and his treasure was his sword but on the journey he obviously came to realize that his treasure was himself and who he was and I was like I'm gonna do that I want to do that I need to go and find my treasure because it's I've got to have some sort of treasure and I also read at the same time um, do you remember Shirley MacLaine the, uh, the actress so she wrote a book called I think it was I can't remember what it was called, but it was, she did the pilgrimage as well. Hers was a little bit of more of a crazy journey because she went and had, you know, because she's, she's quite psychic and she had all these different experiences on the pilgrimage. So I read those two books, Living in Paris, Very Unhappy. So that was, I think that I remember it being like on a Thursday or something. And I just went on Thursday night, well, I'm going to go and do this pilgrimage and I'm going to do it now. I did no preparation to walk 40 kilometers a day I had no just I just made a decision so I went to a um, Paddy Palin type store and I bought boots a small backpack a medical kit and a guidebook and a poncho and <laughs> I got on a train on the Friday and I was there on um, Saturday and I was ready to walk and it's a thousand kilometers so it's a pretty long it's a pretty long um, journey and I just decided that I was just going to go find my treasure and um, it was such a hard thing to do. 
and it wasn't the answer to anything, but it was the opening, opening to understanding that um, it was from the my my spirit that I needed to find my my um, purpose or my reason for being. Um, not through personal development and not through the mind avenue, but it was through the, the sort of the spirit. And that was just the beginning of just a beautiful, sort of a beautiful deep dive into who my expansive spirit is. Not always a pretty journey, but, um, but very little by little, it helped me close in on who I was and it was it was more like a, a rediscovery of that beautiful little child within that had everything already there it's more like that rediscovery rather than discovery it's rediscovery because it's always it's all there anyway and you've got you know I didn't have a navigator or a guide um back then but it was um yeah it was uh it was a it was the beginning of sort of finding my my space in the world and understanding that I deserve to take up space in the world and that I deserve to um and that I'm meant to do something special with my life because I am special and I am just as you are as we all are there's something within me that needs to be expressed and that wants to be expressed. And so that's a really long answer to your question. <laughs> and I can um, connect with so many of the points that you raised. And I, I love this idea I don't, uh, of, you know, creative repression, um, which I think a lot of us think of the word creative myself included and think well I'm not creative because I'm not an artist and I don't write like I think we have these kind of this blanket view of creativity and there's kind of creative people and then there's there's other people and what I love um about you know this creative repression is that that creativity is almost like just your purpose in the world to create yourself in a way Exactly. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. So then when you look at it like that, it's so expansive and so inclusive because I sometimes feel that word, I'm a creative, feels like mm, well, I'm not really that creative. But everyone is a creator of themselves. And I think that's very much what your journey is showing that you kind of opened yourself up through many different avenues and then found your own way of expressing your creativity in the world and I, I just yeah I love that whole story and I also love this term that you use um, was it the rhythm of your purpose yeah yeah, yeah. And, and I think that that is so important as well because I you know I like you I've spent many years out of my rhythm where I'm doing something that's not in alignment with who I was called to be here and that feeling is, you know, that can go for many, many years. And then you step into the rhythm of your purpose and everything just flows with total ease. Um, so yeah. I really like, I really like those words that you've used to describe that. And um, I know that book, it's a fantastic book and a, and a great opening to the <laughs> journey. It um, is, it is. That, you know, that rhythm of purpose is, um, it's really just what your vibration is, your, 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 your personal vibration, which is your um, centre of your being. And when you start to work with that and understand that, 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 that we're meant to feel our way through the world, we're meant to feel our way through, and we're meant to feel our way to our purpose, that, that's the truth. Like we, it's a feeling journey. Absolutely. And Not that, a mental thing. you know, once you've spent many years on a particular career path or in corporate, there is this movement that you move more and more into your head and you expect to get all the answers of what you should do from thinking about it and reading about it and getting these very clear um, 
mental answers, but you forget how does that feel. And I love that as well with my work is always tapping into what feels right, what feels good, and is this in alignment with who I want to be. So it's a a great part, like you say, of finding who you are and finding your creativity is to tap into the the feeling. So if you go back into those early years in childhood, you, you did say you kind of felt almost depressed or maybe it was like a repressed version of yourself. Do you remember little sparks of things that you loved that came up as a child that now have fully expressed themselves as an adult, but they were maybe always there? Yeah. Um, I do. One of the, one of the things that I think is, is so important to who I am is um, being such a, a, a very, very, very deeply intuitive person. And that's a part of my brand. Like it's a part of everything that I do is intuitive, intuitive. Um, I work intuitively with people. That's it. That's my, that's, that's my genius. My, my one of my, my geniuses. And, um, I was like that when I was a child and I just remember it being, I was always called to, to, to act intuitively. And my memory is that it was always shut down. And then, and, but I, I remember it. I remember always just, um, like being urged or like the, the impetus to act from my intuitive sense. I remember it so clearly. And I remember it always being, mostly anyway, because, um, you know, a child's, <laughs> a child's memory is, is, can often be um, clouded, I suppose. But I, I do remember it being something that was not encouraged. Mm. Um, it was more about being logical and about being um, accepting the facts and this is what reality is. It's not what you're, you know, what you're carrying on about. Mm. And I guess that's why, you know, this word that you use instead of discovering your purpose or discovering your creativity, it is, yeah. it is about rediscovering who you were always born to be. And I, I really like that because I think a lot of us go, oh my gosh, I've got to look out there and train to be and become my purpose. Mm. That's actually what was always gifted to you as a child or, you know, when you came in. It's true. It's, it's so true. It all, and my love of, I mean, uh, my work is in film. I remember film being, because I was so unhappy and lonely when I was a child. The only thing I loved and the thing that was my best friend and my companion was films. And that was from a very small age. I remember I can, tr- I can chart a lot of my life, who I've become, the qualities that I've, you know, sought out in myself, the, d- the journeys that I've been on have been because of films that I watched uh, because they were such a big part of my, um, my, my um, blueprint of who I am. And so looking, looking back to that, like you couldn't find a person that loved film more than me and who understands the power of a story when it's on a screen there's something that's so much more impactful to a person and more influential to a person um than watching something on a screen we 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 feel like it's more powerful when it's on a screen and so a lot of my i i think a lot of the qualities that i have or or thoughts or experiences or whatever have come from me watching something um, and being influenced by that and 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 choosing that to be a part of my blueprint so the film thing and the intuition thing both of those things are my my work now but they were they were there in abundance as a child yeah, I, I, yeah, and that's so often the way once you actually start to tap into it. And what, yeah, maybe you can share a little bit about how you now use film in your work. 
um, and sure. intuition, basically, and how how that looks and how that unfolds um, in, in the way that you work. Yeah, sure. I, I, I'll, I'll come back to um, the question that you first asked me, which is what, what is a creative strategist and a filmmaker, as, and answer that as well, because um, I made up my job. I made it up. I made it up because I don't fit into a box, nor should my skills and qualities and talents fit into a box. You can't find what I do on seek.com. And I always wanted to be someone that was like, you can't define me. There's no boxes for me because I am so unique. And I, I loved, I wanted something. So I believe, and I think that you do as well, you, you bring all the parts of yourself together and make up what it is that you want to do. Well, that's what it should be. It shouldn't be, you know, um, a title that defines you. So my work as a creative strategist and filmmaker is bring me your idea, bring me any idea, and I will help you turn that into a business, a brand, an empire, an exhibition, a like whatever it is, I will help you take your purpose and make it your um, way to make a living in the world and your way to make a difference in the world. I can do that with anyone. They can bring me any purpose and I can help them create something that doesn't exist because that's what I did. And that's because there was, so I'm a cross between a business coach, um, a creative consultant uh, a spiritual teacher, um, a um, somatic body therapist, um, a, uh, a strategist, um, what else, marketing, PR. I've, I've got all this experience and have brought it all together into a unique way in that someone work, would work with you, for example, and they would say, well, this is what my purpose is. And then they would come to me and I would say, right, I'm going to make you visible through a film because I, I believe that you need to tell your story, which is the most powerful piece of marketing and PR that there is. So I tell brand awareness films, which is the, the story of your brand. I call it the soul story of your brand, which is the, the soul story of who you are mm. and the reason why you do the work that you do. So I will help become, people become visible. I will help them become <clears throat> I will help them put the put their purpose at the center of all of their work so that that it is their their navigation system so everything that they do will always come back to that purpose statement that, that you have worked with them on um, I also love helping people to understand people will sabotage their visibility and their success at at every at, at every stop and so I love to help people work out why they're sabotaging their visibility and their success. And that's all tied in with creative strategies to help you stand out because I believe in disruptive marketing, which is marketing that no one else is doing. It's not Facebook ads and it's not, you know, um, um, webinars and it's not all the other stuff that everyone else is doing. It's stuff that is unique to your rhythm it's like how can we best use your um the rhythm of your purpose to make you stand out because everybody deserves to stand out in their own sort of unique way um working with visibility is such an interesting concept because you know we were talking before about um the things that exist in your life being the, the clues to the things that you have to do in the world i wanted to hide my entire life. I was so afraid of anyone seeing me because I was so unhappy and so depressed and so like, don't look at me. Like, if you look at me, then you'll see who I really am and I don't like who I really am. So all of my kind of, my pain was around being visible. And now visibility is at the heart of a lot of the work that, that I do. And that's so interesting because that's that's transmuting your pain to your into your purposeful work. Mm. And I think that 
a lot of our people like you and I who are really who really care about doing something important with our lives, not just living, you know, um, some people just, their, their purpose is to live a good life. And then there are other people that are here to, to offer something of themselves to the world. And so I think that um, the pieces of us, all of those pieces of us come together to form this purposeful work or this, and, and this purposeful life. Um, so visibility, I just care so much about helping people to um, become visible because money, success, opportunities, happiness, love, all of those things cannot find you if you're not visible in the world. And I know that so, 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 so deeply because when I was hiding from the world, nothing was happening. <laughs> like was, nothing was happening because I was so committed to hiding. Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of people listening right now going, firstly, wow, I would love to work with you. <laughs> I would. Um, and then the other side is, how did you make that step from wanting to be invisible? And, you know, I think a lot of us have that same feeling. I think there's an assumption when you do put yourself out there that you really want to be in front of the camera and out there. And it doesn't feel like that um, always. And um, it's more along the lines of how did you in your journey where you didn't want anyone to see you because you felt a certain way move into being visible and really visible and then helping other people become visible? How, was, how did that transition happen? It was, are you familiar with A Course in Miracles? Yes. So as we know from A Course in Miracles, it is a shift in perception. Everything is a shift in perception from fear to love. And my shift in perception was that it wasn't about, and this is, this is really, this is painful. I remember how painful this was. And it still, it still lives inside of me because we're human beings. But it's the shift in perception from, it's not about what I look like. It's about my... Um, purpose, my intention, and my spirit. And one of my commitments in my work is that it's not about just seeing people, it's about feeling them. Because I think that when you make, when you do purposeful work, and, and through the films that I do with people, and all the, the, the creative work, to be doing the work that they do, it's all about how people respond to you by how they're feeling about what you're doing so it's creating the feeling the resonance as heart resonance that's why people buy you that's why they want to work with you it's because of the heart resonance that they're feeling it's not because you have long hair it's not because you have beautiful eyes or your eyelashes are fantastic it's not because of what you wear it's not because of how thin you are it's not because of anything to do with what your physical your physical appearance i don't care what anyone says it's just not it is about the rhythm of your purpose your intention and your spirit. And when I shifted that, I realised, and, and you could say it another way, you could say it's not about me, it's about what I can do. It's about who I'm, like who I'm being and what I can do for other people. But I like to say it was the shift in perception from um, not what, what this is to this, to the spirit, the purpose and the intention. Um, and I still struggle with visibility all the time, but I'm so committed to not allowing that to, um, I don't know, to be my boss. You know, I'm just like, it's just, no, I, I won't let that happen. Anyway, I, I just started this 30-day um, this challenge of, it's called 30 Days of Fearless, of Fearless, which is I'm making a video of every single day I'm doing one thing that scares me. And I'm just doing a short one, one minute video about that. And that's super visible because I am, I've, I've, I, the first one I did, I talked about the shame that I have, that I lived with. And I still, I mean, I still, it's still there, but the shame that I lived with that was like a cloak 
on how I saw the world. And that was so difficult to speak about on screen, but that was visible. And then I talked about how I I'm declared that I'm going to do a TED talk in October. I have a publicist who's working in the background to get me this TED talk. And that's a, a public declaration and that's pretty visible. Um, so there are things like that. Anyway, they're, they're, it's all about this um, pushing through the visibility and understanding that I'm sharing my spirit. That's what it is. I'm sharing my spirit with, with, with other people and it's nice if people resonate with it, like, but it doesn't really matter because when your intention, the rhythm of your purpose and your, um, your spirit are all lined up, you just do it anyway. You're just like, well, you know what? I deserve to be here. I deserve to speak. I deserve to share. I deserve to, you know, have space in the world. So I'm just going to do it. Beautiful. And such a big part of that word purpose is yeah. to be of service to other people, right? There cannot be purpose without service. So you showing up is gifting the world all of all of your uniqueness and that whole vibration mm. that you talk about. And I think when you look at it in that light that you're showing up as a vibration rather than this physical thing that people can say this or that about it's liberating because it's just who you are and it's not like you say it's really freeing when you're not worrying about noise about visibility and you're just like i need to do this work to to for my personal growth and to grow others and i also think that there is that zone of discomfort in becoming visible like it, it, it's very comfortable to hide. And I know, like I know from blogging and it's really, you know, <laughs> yeah. sit behind a blog and press send and no one ever has to see your face or your hair or anything else about you. And you just, <laughs> oh, there you go. And then you put yeah. your face in front of the camera and you speak and um, you're, you're really opening yourself up. It's, it's, it's big. And um, yeah. I think that is the zone of discomfort that we have to, whatever it might not be in front of a camera it might be doing a talk it might be something that you want to do at work i mean it's a really broad range i mean i guess we're in this business where it's a lot about face value like visibility um but and when you step into that discomfort then that's what is your that's your growth space isn't it it really is and it is as a part of that challenge, it's about this um, doing something every day that scares me. Is that exactly what you're talking about? It's this level of discomfort because I'm opening myself up to potential criticism, judgment, um, uh, like because uh, uh, when you declare something in public or or put your face to something, there's there, there's some there's sort of a, an owning it sort of quality to it you, you know like it's yours you you've owned that and so many of us shy away from owning anything and that's a worth issue I think but I and it's also a decision I decided that that would not be that that that, that I would have a different experience so I decided that you know what I'm going to talk about my shame because it's lots of other people's experience. And also when you have shame about shame, that's just <laughs> ridiculous and crazy and it's another story. And it's, then I was letting it have power over me and I believe that shame, the opposite of shame is great power. And when you have, when you have had an experience with something like shame, the, the very fact that you've had a deep experience with shame means that you can have a deep experience with power because we live in a, polar, in a polarity of the universe. So when you have deep anything on the negative side, you, are, you have the potential for great on the positive side. And so speaking about shame for me was such a powerful experience, even though like it was, you know, it's not about getting likes and about getting, you know, comments or anything like that. It was just about... I will not let something own me and I won't, I don't, I can't stand living in fear anymore. It is so powerful to, um, it's so powerful to um, 
look your fear in the in the face and just say um no and all you have to do all you have to do is do the thing that you're scared of and i know that sounds really simple but it is it's that simple yeah and part of that speaking about it and sharing it is also um part of your healing journey as well because that once you are able to share it it doesn't feel like this burden in you that you've been carrying it's like i'm gonna share this authentically and maybe someone else will connect and that will open a new journey for them to feel it experience it even share it um which i think is is a is a beautiful thing and a beautiful reason to to share your personal self like that yeah and it's it's important that we share from a place of power not victimhood it's not like a this is my story and it's like it's almost like the the intention of you want people to feel for you no when you share from a place of this is my experience i own it it's a part of who i am i'm only telling you because maybe that it's maybe it's going to resonate with you maybe you feel the same way and so you can then see that i've been able to do something about it so that means you can too yeah it's a rip, it's a real ripple effect isn't it it's, it's yeah it's, yeah it's and we need to i think we need to through through all the work that i have done for myself i have come to understand that we have to stop thinking that it's all about us all the time like we do this we do what we do for other people um a lot of the healing that we do is for of course it's for us but it's so that we can then help other people as well and we have to take this fixation off us because when we when we're fixated on 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 us all the time um i know it gets it's it's more comes from ego if you know what i mean um when we realize that the work that we're doing is to for healing it's for healing self it's for healing the planet it's for healing others um then I don't know it it helps it helps me to think that it's not all just about me. Yes. You know, that's, it's, that's, it's, that's pretty much a summary of what your purpose is. Yeah. It's not about, exactly. it's about everybody. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, it starts off being something that you heal, but it's for the world. Mm. That's what purpose is. Mm. It's for it starts off from you, but it's for the world. Mm. So how do you personally keep yourself in alignment with your purpose so that you are living your purpose and and really making sure that that that's kind of the path that you're on? Well, that's a very 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 good question. I carry my crystals with me everywhere. <laughs> I love them. That crystal is an amethyst crystal and that is the representation of my clients that's that crystal represents who i work with who i am who i was who i will be and all the people that i will whose lives that i want to touch with my work that energy is infused into that crystal so whenever i work i have that crystal because it's that's i want to infuse energy into the into that so that it can transmit to other people <clears throat> i have my love crystal which is my heart crystal um i um I use things like plant medicine um which is to help with my uh, expansion of consciousness. Um I listen to Abraham Hicks every single day. Every single day I listen to something um that's about my vibration to remember that it is just we live in an energetic world. This is all just vibration. That's all it is. I listen to that every single morning before I get out of bed something to do with that um to remember that there's an inner being inside of me that is so connected to source and um that's my GPS system um I drink lots of high vibration smoothies <laughs> and I try to um I meditate every single day I um I try to forgive people as much as possible. I do I work on my lower chakras, my first and second chakra um because they're the creative sources of the world and so I do lots of um I use essential oils for, on those areas. I meditate with those sort of areas in mind. I um 
use the energy of Tantra and to kind of move energy around. Um, I care about, um, I care about, I, I try to always have intention with things. Um, to, like whenever I start to work with a client, we start with an intention. Um, and I think intention is, is really important for everything we do, whether it's, um, you know, spending time with children or um, doing work with other people or cooking or being with someone you love or I think intention is everything. So <laughs> I was so perfectly quiet for so long. Um, and I flood myself with um, inspiration, things that creatively lift me and, and um, inspire just fill me with inspiration, art and music and being in nature, swimming in the ocean. I'm really into cold therapy at the moment, like going into the cold when it's freezing cold and shocking my system into um, awakeness. So thank you so much. So many wonderful insights about how you stay in alignment. I'd also like to know what you're working on in yourself. Maybe something you've been working on for a while or something new that you work on currently. Yeah. Um, the thing that I work on constantly all the time, it, it's, I think it's going to be my lifelong practice is remembering that it's all just vibration. It's all just energy. It's all just, um, it's so simple. It's just energy. Um, sometimes I, I will can slip back into those feelings of shame that um, I have so much experience with uh, in the past. Mm -hmm. And when I do, I sit with a feeling and I work out what it's trying to get to tell me, or it's something that I need to learn from it. It's just an energy. And when you sit with it and you allow it to speak to you, it dissolves. It dissolves. The feeling dissolves. And it is, once you get something from it, then, and you allow it to kind of um, dissolve and move through you, you realize it's that it's just a feeling and it's, I just, I, I, I think that for me, whenever I remember that everything is just energy, it's all just vibration, life just feels much easier, much more simple. And um, also it feels like the universe is speaking to me all the time, if you know what I mean. Like I, and it, it's easier to kind of navigate my life if all of those sort of signs and conversations are I'm being led where I want to go it's it's I don't know it feels like something and and, and I think the working on it part is fine-tuning that all the time getting better at it and better at it noticing it more quickly moving through it more quickly that the um you just become more refined and more finessed at it that's what my practice is. That's what I'm working on for the rest of my life. I love it. It's, it's never ending, but what a beautiful journey. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to, um, you know, we're getting towards the end now, and I just really wanted to understand what this word purpose meant to you. And, and maybe the word is actually more creative, creative expression. I'm not sure which one, but what does that really mean to you? Um. I, I think as I have gotten older, I've understood more and more that there's some kind of reason that we are, we're here. I just don't think that it all can just be a big groundhog day. I just, I just don't think that that's what our life is meant to be, that we're just meant to be born, go to school, go to university, meet someone, get married, have children, buy a house, uh, put this, the kids through school, go on a few overseas holidays, then die. I just don't think that that's it. I think that if you look deep enough and, 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 and if you look deeply and if you look richly into your life, there's, there's a whole tapestry of um, 
clues that can show you what is your life is is meant to be about and i think that historically people have been in so much survival mode for such a long time that looking at this sort of stuff hasn't been the normal um, but I think now we're, we're moving into a very different vibrational space in the world that um, it's our responsibility to find what our purpose is. It, it is your responsibility in your life to find because you are, you are given things when your soul comes to this world, you're given things that you're meant to use as your way of making a living, as your way of um, giving back to the world. Like there's things about you that are so unique to you, but they're given to you so that you can do something with them. And I think that, you know, people are constantly wondering um, what their their purpose is and if, if they, um, you know, there's, there's something that's going to come from outside of them. But truly, like what it is, is it's, it's a part of you. It's the stuff that makes up who you are that is the tapestry of your purpose. And as I was saying to you before with my, um, you know, with my life and how I've come to do what I'm doing, all of the clues were there. There's, I think I like to refer to it as like a treasure hunt. Like all of the little pieces are there if you allow yourself to kind of look for them. And sometimes you need a, um, like a coach or a, um, like a guide to help you discover what they are. But they're all there and they, they make up this kind of, um, uh, this rich kind of grid of what it is that makes up what your purpose is. And I think I said to you before, I made up my job. Like I made it up. There's no, you can't just, you couldn't just look it up in the yellow pages, what I was doing. And I always wanted to be out of the box. I always wanted to be someone that was like, oh, she's undefinable. There's something, you know, like she's just so different that I can't put her a, a, a label on her. I always wanted to be that. And I realized that we all have the potential for that because all the pieces of us make up the unique kind of um, rhythm of who we are. And if you learn to put them all together, like a jigsaw puzzle, you can put them, you can do something with all of those parts of you. Um, but yeah, like the, 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 the creative strategist filmmaker stuff that I do, there's no one doing it what I'm doing. There's no one that's sort of saying that's doing it the way that I'm doing it. Um, and I love that. I love that there's, there's, there's a, um, a very, there's an edge to what I do because you you can't tell me that I'm doing it right or wrong because I'm doing it the way I'm doing it because it doesn't like, it's just the thing that I made up and it brings together all of the areas that I of all the areas of my experience with, um, you know, uh, uh, business coaching, um, somatic coaching, um, uh, psychology, um, uh, the healing arts, um, what are, like all of the things that I've done, they, they kind of make up this unique, um, way of me expressing my purpose. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Does that make yeah, absolutely. A beautiful way to describe it. I love all these words like tapestry and treasure hunts and all these yeah. things that are already there. It's really about a craft, crafting yourself into who you always were. And, um, I think it also gives people permission to, create something that they they don't even know what it is yet but that and it doesn't exist yet but and that's beautiful because that's inspiring because you can go crazy wild with your imagination as to who, who and what you want to do that's the creative part is that we all are that mm. and what it what it you've got to allow yourself to let go and be imaginative and be, have that childlike enthusiasm and um, let your imagination and your creativity go crazy because the barriers that you put there of what you can be are only put there by you and society. And when you sort of remove that, you know, you, you can make up something that you do but have at the heart of it your purpose. So everything that you do is at the heart of who you are and your purpose is at the heart of what you do and it informs everything that you do. It's the flavour of who you are and how you express yourself. 
Yeah, beautiful. And I think this leads really nicely onto this um, word luminary, which is a beautiful mm -hmm. word that I, I know I asked you earlier about because it's um, you started explaining, which I'll let you talk about again. But it's also the name of one of your programs. So can you share with us, just to close out, what yep. it means to be a luminary? Yeah, when I was trying to come up with, um, I really care about every piece of my business. I care about the names of the business, the, the work. I care about the words that describe it. I, I care about, I think we all need to care more about what we put out into the world, whatever it is, whether it be, you know, the names of our, of our programs or the, the way we describe them or the, even the pricing, everything should be intentional. And so for me coming up with a word, was really important and I'm obsessed with light the light that that you know the natural light the light within the light that we are the light that we be the light that we choose to, to kind of move towards we're just these light beings and I just I love exploring the light in us because our soul is just light and so I came up with luminaries because a luminaire, luminous or luminaire, which is I think the French word, is um, light. And what I understand about the work that I'm doing is that with the films that I do and the mentoring that I do, it's about a, a luminary is someone who is willing to lay their soul bare for all the world to see and through let through through the the vulnerability of sharing their their soul their light is able to be seen and that light is a pull to all the right people all the right opportunities all the right experiences um, and so i think that luminary a luminary is someone who's um purposeful, intentional, and um, someone who really cares about what they about doing something important in the world. But they're willing to lay their soul bare. And I think that is so beautiful to see someone um, to see someone's soul expressed fully and completely and bravely and um, purposefully. Um, they're the kind of people that I want to work with. I remember I bought a program. I never read anything on the sales page. I watched the video of this woman and it was $30,000 Australian dollars back you know, 10 years ago. I didn't read anything on the sales page. I watched this video of her and she, like I would have bought anything that this woman was selling. She was radiant and purposeful and like deeply soul connected to the work she was doing. And to the, to me, she was talking to me and I bought that program. I had no clue how I was going to pay for it, but I bought that program just off her soul. And there was so much light in her soul. And I just, Oh my God, it was, it was a very brave thing to do, but it just reminded me, it re just thinking about that now, it just reminds me that your luminous soul is your beacon. Like it's your beacon for the love of your life to find you, the money that you want to find you, the work, the opportunities, the friendships, all of the soul nourishing things that you want. Um, and I think we need more people who are willing to be luminaries in the world. And I think a luminary, um, a luminary in, in my eyes, I mean, there's people out there that's doing all sorts of different work, but a luminary in, in the context of what I do is someone who um, discovers what, rediscovers what their purpose is and is willing to do something with it and is willing to let other people benefit from their brilliant and beautiful light. I know um, from seeing your work and knowing you that your true gift is to show people their own light and to show them how to express it in a way that feels really safe for them so that it doesn't feel too, it's 
you know, expose it. They're not really exposing themselves in a really frightening way. You lead them on a beautiful journey so that you create their story and show their light to other people through your films and, and through your life. So that's definitely your genius zone. <laughs> Yes, I believe it is. And I will own that because I think, again, a luminary is someone who will own their light. And that's, we need people in the world that are willing to own their, their wonderful kind of light. Oh, I love it. And that's such a beautiful note to finish on. Um, yes. And a great reminder for us all to own our light. So I'm going to put Vanessa's beautiful website in the show notes so that you can check out Vanessa Jane and what she creates and what she does. And um, I'm sure you're going to be hearing a bit more from her and I together. Thank you, Vanessa, for sharing your beautiful wisdom and your light with me and with the world. Thank you, beautiful lady. I hope you enjoyed that inspiring conversation with the lovely Vanessa Jane. Vanessa and I are going to be doing a collaboration coming up. So if you are interested in purpose and creation um, and some of the ideas of how to discover your purpose, then stay tuned. We'll be posting um, more about this on my Facebook group and on Vanessa's Facebook page. So thank you so much for being here and we'll be in touch soon. Mm -hmm.